0: Uh, obviously, we, we were in the same, we attended the same school, but he took courses, spiritual engineering courses that I did not take. <laughs> Thank you for having us here. After the conference we just had, my little daughter took ill, and that's why my wife is not here because she needs to be taking her to the hospital in the morning and evening for some treatment. But I'll bring her. Yes, because what is happening is is a family thing now. (coughs) Thank you once again, and I salute everyone that Had to contend with uh, the current situation in the nation to come to the house of God. Uh, Strengthen your vessel with might by your spirit in the inner man. Uh, Let the kingdom make gains tonight. Let your influence of our lives be deepened and strengthened. And let the work of the devil be on the mind. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please you may be seated. Welcome again. All right. Let us begin from Genesis chapter 2, beginning from verse number 1. Genesis chapter 2, beginning from verse number 1. This is like an executive summary in the enterprise of creation. And um, at some point we might need to launch a linguistic recovery because of the assortment of words that were used in this progression of divine revelation thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them and on the seventh day god ended his walk which he had made and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he rested from all his work which God created and made. And it's therefore quite easy for us to recognize the fact that there were some things that were created and other things were made. Verse 4 is my emphasis. So when I prayed, this is the scripture that came to me. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Uh, That scripture, that verse of scripture is loaded. So we'll take it piece by piece. We will not even exhaust it would take as much as we can handle. This is supposed to be an executive summary on the account of creation. And if that is the case, because you would know that the original scrolls, the original manuscripts um, were not fragmented into chapters and verses as we have them today. In fact, the original manuscripts don't even have um, punctuation marks and all of that. It's just a perpetual continuum. If if you have taken into inventory the dealings of God on your life, you will know that uh, God doesn't speak with punctuation marks. God's last communication to you is related to his current communication. And it will be related to the next communication. And the last time you heard God clearly was the last time you obeyed him. So in the Torah, we have God's words written in a perpetual continuum without punctuation marks, without chapter verses fragmentation. So the only thing that separated one aspect of the writings from another was the books. So if the scribe wants to bring the book of Isaiah, so the entire book of Isaiah is going to be on a scroll. So that was how it was. So it was fragmented into chapters and verses for the purpose of reference, and that was done a 100 years after the entire compilation, the punctuation and the chapter fragmentation. So the reason why I'm saying this is because we need to understand the flow of the Word of God as a perpetual thing. If you have access to the very before of God right now, you will meet a perpetual continuum. There are processions that are ongoing. There are things that are happening. And the extent to which you'll be able to describe what is obtainable in that environment is consistent with when you were introduced to the environment. It's not as if it was when you came that the activity started. And so it's a perpetual continuum. And that's what we have here flowing from chapter one into chapter two. And if you read it diligently, we find that this fragment that is captured in chapter two, verse one is an executive summary. Now, the reason why I troubled myself to bring this presentation is because in verse 4 of Genesis chapter 2, there is a word that is used uh, which is not supposed to be there. And that word is generations. Now, we just began the project of creation, and you are introducing the word So how does he apply to the context? I know most of you, when you study your Bible, you don't take time to stand back and think, to stand back and ponder. Why is this here? It's because of the use of the word generations in that scripture that we may need to launch a linguistic recovery. So when you click, because I know we are word people, we are word people, so when you click on Genesis chapter 2 verse 4, in search of the original languages that were used in the presentation of this scripture. You will stumble on a pilot number H34, H8435, that's the pilot number, Hebrew 8435, and if you click on it, you will find a very difficult word, a very complex word in Hebrew language. And that word is a comparative word. It is never used except in an attempt to compare two things. If you are still with me, say amen. Amen. The word is Toledaw. T O L E D A W. Toledaw. It's a Comparative word, and uh, it means genealogy, it means family tree, it means to give birth to, it means generations. You know, I told you it's a comparative word, so you don't use it if you are not comparing and contrasting two words. So let's go back to the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 4. The first thing we need to find because of the use of the word tolidow are the two things that are being compared and contrasted. And when we look deeply, you will see that the comparison is between the heavens and the earth. You will see that the comparison is between the invincible and the visible. These are the Toledow of the heavens and of the earth. Now, so if we use some of the words used in this, my lexicon, let's say, let's take to give birth to. The idea of birth in this scripture with respect to the two poles that are being compared and contrasted is that is an attempt to bring to our understanding the fact that uh, the physical realm was given birth to by the invisible realm. Because if you notice in that scripture, you'll find the heavens before the earth. So that is what is being compared and contrasted. That the heavens from the heavenly, that's how the earthly was given birth to. And that's why the use of the word "tolidal." is what was engaged in this particular scripture. Sorry, I don't like doing Greek and Hebrew, but sometimes we will suffer loss in terms of divine revelation if we do not um, make that attempt. Now, if therefore the invisible realm is superior to the visible realm because the visible realm is a product of the invincible realm. And I'm going to use so many scriptures to show you how that the visible realm is a mere victim of the invincible. It's just like a mother and a child. And the child is connected to the mother by reason of the umbilical cord. Are you there? So if the mother should drink Coke, because of the vital connection, the child has drunk Coke. If the mother should drink Fanta, the child has drunk Fanta. So if we want to influence the natural realm, we must understand how the spiritual realm is. Because the moment we effect the change in that layer, it will naturally flow down into the natural. The natural realm, like I said, is a victim. You don't change anything from the natural. I met one of the staff of Julius Berger, and was trying to give me insight into what it takes to be in the construction industry. And he said there's a spiritual side to construction, especially when you are doing a bridge then you will discover that nothing happens just by fiscal effort. You need to (laughs) pay homage and do some form of appeasement. I have a friend. He might be listening to me now. He's in Lagos. And he he, is a strong man. He's a a strong man. Strong man in terms of the fact that he, he knows the Lord. So he was given... A deal by the Lagos state government to conduct some form of dredging and to reclaim some land and build an estate thereon. So the political side was already handled, uh, the approvals had already come, and what was in view now was the actual dredging and construction. Um, The uh, the chief, the chief under whose jurisdiction um, the aspect, the the part of Lagos was under, uh, called him one morning. That his men went to interact with the spirit uh, that is in the water in order to seek permission to create passage for, for dredging. And the spirit gave a feedback that uh, if the dredging takes place, part of our kingdom will be lost. So they will have to pay for that part in spiritual currency. That's how my friend stopped. That deal. Because if there is any any form of appeasement would take place, he doesn't want to be involved because he's a Christian. And because of his devotion to God in that way, God gave him another deal. Another deal that doesn't require dredging. I'm just telling you that nothing really happens from the realm of the natural because of the design by which God created the heavens and the earth. The design was such that the heavens were created. The invincible realm was first created, and the visible realm was derived from the invincible. Because of that design, the physical realm is a mere victim of what is obtainable in the realm Invincible. Come with me quickly. Let me establish my claims. Because I used the Hebrew word to make some sense. We need to find that the thought of scripture is, is um, consistent with the sense that I made using the linguistic approach. And uh, I guess we can accomplish that by turning our Bibles to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 1. Verse 18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and the unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God had showed it unto them. Oh, I wish we had some simpler translations. King James, that happens to be my best translation, makes it look so complex. Uh, can we do you have an easier translation or something like easy to read version or do you have that on the screen? All right, okay. Let's just make do with our King James for now. Okay, New Living trans- Translation. For God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Next verse, please. They know the truth about God because he had made it obvious to them. For since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. Oh! What kind of translation is this? <laughs> All right, stay with me, stay with me. Let's, let's do my King James. Let's do my King James. I wonder, do I, oh my God. That's, that's a heavy scripture. Now, let me give you 20. For the invisible things of him, please stay with me, stay with me. You see, the, the texture of the old King James, I don't know how it, it, it flows with me so much. The text. For the invincible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Are you there? Now. What this scripture is saying is that the physical things that are made are illustrations of the invincible things that you cannot see. In fact, the concept of God's eternal power, the concept of his conclave and Godhead is clearly illustrated by the visible things. It means that God's omnipotent power, God's wisdom, God's love is illustrated by the things that God has made. If you take a good look, and if you reason, you will find out that there is a designer behind the scene. I had an opportunity to contend with an intellectual um, atheist. So he brought evidence how that there is no God. And he was holding a book in his hands. Then I took the book from him. and. Asked him if this book can come out like this without a designer. He said, No, it can't come out because you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this. Uh, And I know a little bit of science too. And current discoveries in science have actually named the smallest cell in the body as a machine. That's design. And he did not deny that because he knows that. That's design. That is an indication of the fact that there is a designer. So, if you look around, you will find evidence to show evidence that reveals God's power, evidence that reveals the harmony that is factored into the Godhead. You see, all of that is illustrated by the things that are seen, things that are visible. The reason why it is so is because that which is visible, it derived. It was given birth to. It's just like your daughter will look like you because she came from your body. So the physical realm looks like the spiritual realm because that's where it derived from. Are you still with me? So when Jesus showed up on the face of the earth and he wanted to speak about things pertaining to the kingdom of God, High principles, high laws, high wisdom. He was using physical examples to illustrate spiritual things. The reason why that convenience was available was because of the relationship that exists between the physical and the spiritual. In that, the physical derives from the spiritual. Exactly. Now, I am using the word spiritual and physical deliberately because if someone has access to the spiritual realm using a spirit of error, for instance. Are you there? You are not there. You are not following. Um, the spirit realm is like a wilderness. If you are going to navigate in the realm, you will need a guide. So Jesus says, when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all reality, all aletia. All right. So there are realities that are obtainable in the realm of the spirit. What you see in the realm of the spirit will be dependent on the guide that gives you access into the realm. There are so many things in the realm. I don't have time to take you to the book of uh, Numbers and show you the things that um, Balaam said when he was uh, uh, transiting in the spirit using the agency of a spirit of divination. I, I don't, the things he saw were because of the guide that was responsible for his entrance and education into the realm. The spiritual realm is not different. It's not different from this realm in terms of distance. It is not distance that is the difference. Uh, the realm is here, but it sits in another dimension. In another dimension that your physical senses cannot verify, cannot access. So, you will need a personality that is domiciled in the realm that you want to adventure into to admit you into that realm and guide you and bring you education of that realm consistent with the nature of the spirit that is your guide. Are you there now? Now, you see, that's how the realm is. So, you can stand here and travel. You might move spiritually. Meanwhile, you never moved physically. One of the meanings of the word koinonia, which you know it means fellowship, it means participation, it has several meanings, and the last meaning is transport. And that was what Elisha operated when uh, his servant went and uh, took from a man that he was instructed not to take. So he came back and behaved as if nothing happened. And the prophet said, did not my spirit go with you? That's transport. The guy wasn't, you're not, you're not following. (laughs) The guy didn't change, he was in the same spot, but he could see through the eyes of the Holy Ghost. So it was the Holy Ghost that moved. He didn't move. But he was seen through the lens of the Holy Spirit. So what you see is based on what your guide makes available. Once upon a time, Abraham was supposed to go to a physical place. And God told him that the map of the place you are going to is not available. I will make, I will show you the extent to which you will walk is the degree to which I make available to you. Now, he was going to a physical place, but he needs to use a spiritual compass. And that's the story of Abraham. And if it is the story of Abraham, it's the story of every child of faith. There is a place that God is taking you to that he will never give you the full map at once. And if you are wise, like Abraham was, you will not quarrel with God because God will leave you in the wilderness without the next part of the map. May the Lord give you understanding. Now, a lot of us don't realize that that's how grievous your situation is. It is your partnership and participation in the Holy Spirit that will guarantee that the new sets of new parts of the map that you need to move from where you are to the next point will be made available. So in such a circumstance, every dream counts, every insight counts, every word counts, every impression counts. That's why we cannot but be prophetic. Because the instrument of our navigation, the sat-nav by which we move from place to place is not physical. The the extent to which you can benefit from the account, I'm talking about the resources, spiritual blessings that God has made available to us in Christ Jesus. You know, he domiciled it in the heavens. He put the spiritual currency in the name of Jesus. Let me not go there. Let's just stay with our teaching. The, the description of your strength is a function of the knowledge of the spirit being that is your tour guide in the spirit. Your knowledge of that spirit being is the description of your strength. If a witch wants to bring affliction to you because your neighbors and maybe your prayer disturbs the witch. The witch doesn't need to visit you. The witch uses the entrance into the spirit realm that she has on the account of her compatibility with the witchcraft spirit. She accesses that realm. And when you access that realm, it's just like the motherboard of a computer. Because all the plugs that are responsible for physical things that we see in this world of hardware, all the plugs are there. So there are some plugs you can alternate, and the physical manifestation will be affliction. There are some plugs you can remove, and favor is is taken out. There are some plugs that can be removed, Even your prayer energy will begin to drop, but you will not know that it's a plug. You will become a victim if you do not have a deep relationship with your tour guide. Because that which was orchestrated from the realm of the spirit can be arrested from the realm of the spirit. Don't wait for the trouble to become physical and solid. Before you take your journey. Sometimes it's just like it's it's more difficult for you to be praying for a drunk to stop drinking than for you to pray for one that you have seen that there's a tendency. It's difficult to contend with the tendency than to contend with the actual drunkenness. So many of us wait. And most of our responses are reactionary. That's not how spiritual people do business. It means you are a victim. It means your prayer will be occasioned by orchestrations. It means you don't have a spirit that you are close to. And that's why you had no intelligence. So you don't get the job, not because you are not qualified, but you don't, you, 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 you don't have as much spiritual muscle as the other people that the that you, and we are victims, even though we are pious, sanctimonious, and sacramental, but we are yet victims because we do not understand the realm, the mother realm. So what I came to do during the course of this country, in my own quota of delivery, is to talk about the unseen realm i want us to understand it and if we understand it for every strand of understanding we we'll bring to the table there's a practical session we will do taking advantage of the gifts of the spirit as the lord wills to change some things here don't you don't need to say amen don't don't worry you see? When you listen to nine o'clock news, you don't say amen at the end of the news. You don't. I'm telling you that things will change here. And your amen, your support, the amen support is not needed to help it. Do you understand? Oh, you're not with me. You're not with me. Well, 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 we, will, <laughs> we will. We will take our time as the Lord helps us in the name of Jesus Christ. So, Based on the limit of my research, I found nine textures of the unseen realm. But maybe we'll do two during the course of this conference. Are you there? Go back to the book of uh, Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. We'll start with the simple ones before we go to the complex ones. We'll start from the known before we go to the unknown. In Genesis chapter 4, beginning from verse 8, the Bible says, And Cain talked with Abel his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground and now Thou art cursed from the earth which has opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. You must have noticed that what I just read now is a court session. A court session. Someone went and killed another person, and, uh, you know, according to the Witness Act, the Witness Act, the Nigerian Witness Act, the only two kinds of witnesses that can be accepted in the court of law, either an eyewitness or an expert witness, all right? So an eyewitness was there, and that eyewitness should be able to provide evidence that he was there, and he saw the event. An expert witness is like um, a doctor that is a consultant in internal medicine. His autopsy report can affect the pendulum of justice, alright? So, Cain knew that there was no eyewitness. He also knew that there was no expert witness. So, when are you, are you still with me? Now, I don't know how many of you have been to court. I don't pray you ever get there. Except you are, are he's a tribunal. <laughs> May the Lord give you understanding. <laughs> Amen. All right, so Cain noticed that uh, there was no eyewitness, there was no expert witness. Uh, so he was bold. The first thing that happened in that court of law was that he was cross-examined with powerful legal questions. Where is Abel, that That's cross-examination. And any defense lawyer that is a master in cross-examination can win almost any case because you can get your opponent to say things that will be used against them in the proceedings. So Cain was asked, where is Abel, your brother? He knew that there was no expert witness and there was no eyewitness. So he now said, am I my brother's keeper? But he didn't know that it was not the Nigerian constitution that was the premise of justice. Are you still there? Yes, now, in the court of heaven, blood is sufficient witness. But he was not aware of that. So, in order to clear his doubt, the case fire was brought. It was thy brother's blood that was received by the ground from your hand that cried to us. You notice, are you there? What I'm trying to make you understand is that the unseen realm is legalistic. Stay with me, don't worry. We are going somewhere. The unseen realm is what? It's legalistic. This man never knew, and the fact that he did not know that blood was sufficient witness in that court of competent jurisdiction, uh, he didn't know that. He was still a victim of the legal system that was enshrined in the heavens. Even among, if, if you see very experienced witches. If you ever see them. I pray you don't see them, but if you. When they start talking about doing wickedness, the younger ones will say, let's kill. You say, ah, calm down, calm down. See, you are not aware of, even they they themselves know that they are restraining powers. They are laws that the invincible realm sustains. Now, when this young man denied knowing the whereabouts of his brother, his doubts were cleared when the case file was brought. And the content of the case file revealed who was responsible for the writ of summons. You know, before you get to court, someone will write against you. The writ of summons, it was blood that tendered. That summons that was responsible for the court sitting. It was blood that cried and when he entered into the justice pavilion of heaven God had to summon Cain for cross-examination. You will notice that the court never allowed Cain to speak again after his first response. The next thing we see is judgment. The first judgment. Are you with me? He yes. said, When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee heart strength. First judgment. There are certain things people can do such that when you when you try business the yield will be diminished. So you need education about the workings of the unseen layer if you are going to gain the advantage that you seek. I spent time studying that realm because there are some things you do unconsciously that without education, without knowledge, that can stand against you Spiritually, I've seen people that we couldn't help. Death came to take them. And even though, uh, you know, we have law enforcement agents, different types, Uh, the one I function in, I have authority to reverse death. If we are, when we enter into the practical session, I can know if someone, if death is haunting someone here. Because I have the authority to stop it. And I say this with utter reverence to God. All right? There were people that that authority did not work for. Because there were other things they were involved in that invalidated the authority of the law enforcement agent. So when I see those cases, I go back to find out, okay, why was it, is it that, am I a sinner? What is going on? And then some insights. So, you know, and I do research, I do research. I I I have to, ah, for many years. So what I'm teaching you now is a product of many years of research. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shall that be in the earth. That means there is no land on earth that can support his destiny. You might find a young lady crying and say, I love him, I love him, I love him because he has biceps. (laughs) The lady is not aware of the fact that there's a limiting factor that hangs over him. The moment you join, if you do anything like trying to assist this man after this pronouncement, you yourself become guilty of his crime. Meanwhile, there is no physical evidence to show there is anything wrong with him. Everything that is wrong with him Is spiritual, there's a judgment that is on his life. You know, most of us cannot design judgments on on people. Mm. Let me keep quiet. Let me keep quiet for now. So the spiritual has a legal framework. In fact, Spirits cannot do things perpetually if there is no legal foundation backing it up. Right? One of the ways we know that there's a legal foundation that backs a particular thing up, if it's constant, if it's reoccurring, it is suggestive of the fact that these spirits have license to come again and again and to perpetrate this trend because in order for us to be saved for the holy spirit to dwell within our hearts jesus had to respond legally to our situation what happened on the cross was jesus attempting to satisfy the claims of divine justice It is after the claims of divine justice was satisfied that it was possible for the Holy Spirit to bring the organic aspect of salvation as he's walking in us in the present time. So there's a judicial aspect of salvation. There's an organic aspect of salvation according to the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 10. Give me Romans chapter 5 verse 10 on the dashboard. There's a judicial side. And there is an organic side. The organic side cannot take place except the judicial side is accomplished. So even our salvation is a mighty judicial statement. That thing you see, the drama you see on the cross, is a massive judicial statement that authorizes the Holy Spirit to come dwell in our hearts. There is a legal authority that occasions that. So, if you find a spirit that is consistently accessing your space, you are not here. You are not, you, you are not following. Mm. Now, I tell you this because in my family, when you arrive at the age of 21, something terrible happens to you. Something so terrible. Is it that your mental health is affected? Or you have an infirmity that cannot be diagnosed, even in the best hospitals in the world. And the science of this attack was so consistent that it was easy to know that it will arrive at the age of When you see a science, you see a pattern that can be studied intelligibly. Ah, someone is confronting me with scriptures. Someone is confronting me. So I need to respond to that person before I continue. The person quoted the scripture and he says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. And behold, all things have been made new. Let's do Luke chapter 13 verse 10. The person asking the question doesn't know I'm a faith preacher. He doesn't know that that is the training I had for ministry. And I don't, I don't speak about this aspect of my life. So stay with me. That person asking that question, stay with me. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to walk, in them, therefore come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Now this is Jesus' defense, because the ruler of the synagogue was trying to say that Jesus was in error, bringing healing to that woman on the Sabbath day. So this is Jesus' defense. Don't take the scripture away, don't take it away. I'd like you to see Jesus' logic. No. Next verse. The Lord then answered and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? Obviously, there was no answer because all of them do that on the Sabbath. Are you there? Then this is what Jesus now said: Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham? So, the point is, who are you? Are you there? Your designation according to... See, stay with me, stay with me. There were great men that rose before Abraham, but God did not begin anything that has to do with redemption with any one of them. The journey towards our redemption began with... A, an agreement God had with Abraham. He was asked to leave his country and his kindred, which was a kind of, and there were three instructions of leave that country, that kindred, and out, which is like, leave in your spirit, live in your soul, and live in your body. It was with Abraham that God began the enterprise of salvation. And if you know theology at all, If you go to the book of Galatians chapter 3, you will see the import of what God did with Abraham. What God began with Abraham is what God consummated with Christ. So, the same designation that woman has is the same designation we have. You are now a daughter of Abraham. You are now a son of Abraham in the spirit. What we are enjoying today which is a product of what our faith has procured because grace was made available, Abraham pioneered this discovery. So many times God will need to make reference and say, you go study Abraham. Isaiah chapter 51 verse 1. He said, look. It sends us back to the lecture, to Abraham, because everything he did in Abraham, he wants to do with you. It's the same stream. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So if the woman was a daughter of Abraham and she could be bound, I'm not saying Satan has a right to bind her, but Satan found a reason to bind her. You know, I told you I'm a researcher. There are so many questions. I'll just go to my pastor. And say, see, you preached this thing yesterday. Can you answer this question? Can you answer this question? Can you answer? But My pastor told me that he normally prays to God before he come. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> he doesn't have a right to bind her. But he found a reason to bind her. So a daughter of Abraham can be bound. Jesus came in that scripture as a law enforcement agent. And his justification for bringing healing on the Sabbath day was that if you guys can untie your goat and take for watering, and it is allowed on the Sabbath, this is not a goat. This is a daughter of Abraham. And as a law enforcement agent, I have charge to set her free. Are you you there? That's what I'm saying. And when Jesus gave the diagnosis of her condition, Jesus said it was a spirit of infirmity that was responsible. Now, can you imagine how consistent that spirit was? For 18 years, the spirit never took a break. Never. No break. It was just there for 18 years. It was not only the woman that suffered. Even the spirit, too, was suffering (laughs) in order to to bring the affliction. If you don't know the workings of the realm, you'll be a victim of the realm, irrespective of your status. And that's why we need to bring education. By the time we gather little education, maybe today is Friday, maybe by tomorrow evening, that's when we'll start practicals. Some of you will be amazed tomorrow evening. the law enforcement agent came. First of all, he came with the capacity of a physician because he was able to run a diagnosis and he saw that a spirit of infirmity was responsible. So, we are going to wear that same gift that Jesus wore tomorrow evening. And then, is legal. Let me end with one scripture quickly. I have five minutes so I'll end with this scripture. Um, That's Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 49, Isaiah chapter 49, verse 24. So if the spirit realm is legalistic, it means that there are some types of bondages that are legal in nature. Give me Isaiah chapter 49, verse 24 quickly. It says, shall the prey be taken from the mighty? This is one of the times in scripture where one question was asked, rendered in two different ways. Because the prophet felt to not understand the meaning of the first rendering. It says, shall the prey be taken from the mighty? Or? The same question shall the lawful captive be delivered? That guy is not called mighty because of brute strength. It's not mighty because of of biceps. It's called mighty because the kind of bondage he brings his subjects into is legal in nature. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty? All the lawful captive delivered? That's the question. And you will notice there's a silence there, just like there was a silence when God told Ezekiel, shall these bones leave again? God himself had to be the one to come to the rescue to answer the question. So God had to answer. Next verse. But thus, said yeah, the Lord, because humans could not answer this. Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. And the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. How will he accomplish this? He said, I will contend. Stop there, stop there. There are two types of contentions. The first type of contention is the one you know, which is contention on the battlefront. We're going to do some contention like that tomorrow evening. There's another type of contention, which is contention in court. I know most of you have not been to court before. But the attendance in court is not much. My find, 13 people. But the result of the judgment can incarcerate somebody for life. I will contend with he that contended with thee. And what? I will save thy children. Why? Why? Because these legal issues can be transgenerational. It can be transgenerational. My dad was a devout Christian. My mom was a devout Christian. But anytime we came to the age of 21, darkness would fall on us. Sometimes, We even pray. Okay, we're about to travel. We'll pray. My my dad will will gather us. We'll pray. I say, pray against accident and we'll still have accident. (laughs) The very thing we prayed against in the morning. In the evening, we are counting our losses on the same ground. for I will contend. This is God making a commitment that He is ready to contend with them that contend with thee to the extent that he will save your children. You know, I, I said if, if you notice it's consistent, then there's a legal premise that supports it. That's why your salvation is consistent. It's not as if tomorrow you need to go to the cross again and say, there's a legal premise that has opened up the possibility of the organic aspect. And that's what you find in the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 10. It shows you the organic and the judicial side. It's the judicial side that occasions, mandates, the Holy Ghost to begin to accomplish the organic side. The Bible says, why are you running away? Ah, person was there in Romans now. Then he took off. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. I remember laboring for many nights in prayer concerning the issues. I saw my grandfather at 110 years old with a straight back. He was not using spectacles. He wasn't using a cane to walk. He was looking for debt. Anywhere, if if you could show him where death was, that's where he would go because all his mates had died. He doesn't have anybody to be gisting with. So he prayed for that, for that. I saw him 110 years old. Straight back. Tall, straight back. The moment he died, his sons could not live up to 70. And I saw that with my dad, 62, 64. Huh? Mm. When you see a pattern like that, you will know that something legal has transacted. You need to go to court. Sometimes. You need to labor in tongues until God shows you what it is tomorrow. You know how to speak in tongues and to attack things. You know the battlefield only, the court own. we'll do tomorrow. Then you will see that the moment, the moment the Holy Spirit opens what the devil is standing on, what we do is that we just take away the premise of Satan's authority and the bondage breaks. It's a privilege to be able to minister for for my friend, and I don't abuse privileges. It doesn't take God eternity to do what is eternal. And the spirit of a prophet is subject to the prophet. So let all things be done decently and in order. There must be regard for the structure that God has put in place. That's the only way the will of God can be done. Hallelujah. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus Christ. The moment we know the legality that the Spirit is standing on, we understand what is in our treasure house in the new creation. And we know what to deploy that can retrieve that ground. As long as you don't know it, you will be a victim. And you know, I told you, 21, it happened to the firstborn, happened to the second, happened to the third, happened to the fourth, and I'm the fifth. So it's not a joke, it is real. So I know that the thing comes at the age of 21, so I waited, I learned, I developed myself spiritually waiting for that encounter when I became 21, I, uh, we used to do this prayer from 12 to 1 on campus those days. We called it 60 Minutes with Jesus, 12 midnight to 1 a.m. So I was 10 minutes late, rushing to go to the place of prayer. Aha, uh-huh. one of my classmates is even here from, from those days. Uh, you know how a campus walkway is? It's never... It's never empty. People are reading, people are going back to sleep. Others will sleep before they go, go to the reading place. So it's never empty. People move around, especially in our campus that is overpopulated. That day I was the only one on the walkway. And this bed appeared. It didn't fly. Listen to me. The bed did not fly. The bed appeared and attempted to sit on my head. Then I discovered the 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 source of some of the mental challenges that flowed in my family. Now, I tried to bring the bed down in the strength of the flesh. I, the thing just, it just moved back. It didn't fly back, it moved. So I knew that I was on the spotlight. And it did something. I thought he wanted to change to something else. The Holy Spirit now whispered to me. If you are afraid this night, you will die. So in order not to see something that might trigger fear, I now closed my eyes and spoke tongues in capital letters. (laughs) After 15 minutes of vibrating like that, I opened my eyes. I saw one of the wings. And I'm telling you pure truth. I'm not making this up. One of the wings was broken. So he couldn't fly again. I said, this is my prayer is working. On. <laughs> Three days later, I got a message from the village that somebody that refused to die. He died. I didn't pray for anybody to see, listen to me. I didn't pray for anybody to die. I didn't say die, die. No. I was just contending. I was contending. And somehow the thing affected. He said, What he said, how are the mighty falling? That's not the only question. He said, How are the weapons of war perish? Anytime weapons perish, the mighty. Fall. I didn't pray for anybody to die. We don't do die, but a lot of people die in the process. This weekend some some will still fall. <laughs> ah, the 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 news came. Ah, this is what happened. I've not even told my brother that I'm so close to what happened. What I'm telling you now, he doesn't know. The weapons of war perished. So witches, warlocks, necromancers, they keep time. Yeah. Wizards, they keep time. We are the ones that don't keep time. They keep cycles. They know when you are fruitful. When you can take in, they know. I assure you, they know. They know when you are fertile. most of the activities will start during that time. They keep the calendar. They mark it. They say, okay. It's from here to here. And they begin to. Then you will take in a miscarry. And then you begin to wonder. The doctor has his own explanation. This is, you know, this is this, that, that, and that. Ah. Meanwhile, I'm a scientist. So don't think that I don't understand the, that aspect. But I've seen that this realm is a victim. I've seen it. Oh! I don't want to say what I don't have permission to say. Then all kinds of things will begin to happen. People's lives are being manipulated. Their full potential is not being realized. They don't even know where to look. But in the journey of spiritual warfare, as we go on tomorrow, you'll find out, you will need the tool called spiritual precision. You don't beat about the bush in spiritual matters and make any effect. You need to be guided to be precise. Precision must be part of your arsenal. I want us to end by praying. By asking the Holy Spirit to bring you into the corridor of spiritual precision, are you there? You are not following me. Without precision, there are things that you cannot handle. You know that kind of prayer we pray and say, "Every body fighting me," it doesn't work. I can assure you. Is too general. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Everything. Everyone. Every situation. No. Ask God to give you precision. 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 Then you find that a lot of us here have been on one mountain in destiny for too long. You were supposed to have left. You were supposed to have advanced. But you've been going around the reason is because you have not had the advantage of spiritual precision to open you up to what exactly is the issue. And, 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 and most times we forgo this precision because we are not willing to labor in the night for long. My wife was pregnant. The day, the day of delivery had passed and there was no labor i woke up in the night and i began to speak in tongues waiting for the holy spirit to show me a sign then i saw the a vision a vision of the person responsible and the vision was still on my face when i said huh? are you the one that is i did not finish my wife's labor started i was still in the vision so you are. The moment a thief is caught, He restores. These are things I found in the Lord. Satan did not plan. That my voice will be heard forever. He didn't plan it. He didn't plan it. Sometimes you see great visions. The fact that you have a vision doesn't mean. He's wanting to see it. It's not thing for it to come to pass. Can we ask God? Pour on my life the grace for precision in the spirit. Precision in the spirit. Precision. Precision. Tomorrow we will go into practicals but I want you to pray today. Pour upon my life. Elobo senta ligo pro scantamina cardia compame compa braca santelimonde mondele, pa tulle bacanto si bra high combama ad lobro ocoria Le bru siko babula kwantemi mira kiso santelia abrama kanto bezuko dobry habalatu. Thank you Lord In the name of Jesus as another person you see an old woman that's what you see You see an old woman. And in recent times, the old woman has come to tell you that you are owing. That you are owing. You are owing something. You? Say you are owing. Can we stretch our hands in that direction? I don't don't want to go beyond... Kofesia Abelaiko, mahasi u u masantoria isa meni kabala um preskofi heskaito bamba hakabesani hakabezani preskofi la kunda hizo Mebo la braskito bando korea bahala tose yekomina santoria brasquito boconde esguida mantalia maha brasqueta bogo dalis bogo dalanto bogo lebrasquetaila bosico beba batula a brascom pamanda thank you lord jesus Now listen, before I pray a general prayer, listen. I see the marks of, of a necromancer in the spirit. Two of you are haunted by a necromancer. Necromancy is the, that arm of the kingdom of darkness that uses a familiar spirit under the guise that they are communicating with the dead. So two of you here are in contention with such a person. Now, the hand of God will rest on those two people. Then we'll just break the yoke. Then I'll pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus. No, don't pray. Those of you, just wait. In the name of Jesus, these two individuals that are victims of necromancer. I ask, let your anointing drop on them. Let it drop so heavy, so heavy that um, they will be identified. Help me identify them. Help me find them. Help me find them. Help me find them. Let your hand come so strong. Let the anointing come so strong. Yeah, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Let Let your hand come so strong. Yeah, it's coming stronger. It's coming stronger. It's coming stronger. It's coming stronger, it's coming stronger, it's coming stronger. Holy Ghost! A necromancer contends with her destiny. Contends with her destiny. So many manipulations have taken place already. But we break that yoke in the name of Jesus. Intercepting seasons. I even see someone who is unable to Yeah, conception happens, but you cannot give birth. You've lost. You've lost again and again. And it's not natural. It's not natural. It's not natural. But today the Lord is unlocking that twine. Oh my God. It's unlocking that twine. It's unlocking that twine. In the name of Jesus. He's unlocking it. I'm seeing a gateway opening. It's opening. And I can say with authority that your next conception, you will give birth to that child. <laughs> now, yokes are breaking. Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority. I take authority. I take authority over the powers of darkness. Laboring to keep men and women in captivity. Tonight, Oh God, under this anointing, present here Tonight, oh my, oh my, oh my! Say, Temo Khalid, she kabrote sin tola. I cut it off. I cut it off in the name of Jesus. That which was taken from you. That which was stolen from you. I command a restoration in the name of Jesus. I command a restoration in the name of Jesus. Thank you, ah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. You will see the impact of this, our small prayer. In the next few weeks, you will see the impact. Yeah. Now, listen, listen, listen. I'm seeing someone. Oh, we are online. So, I don't know if the person is in the hall or online. But this person that I'm talking about, you have uh, a hearing problem on one of your ears. Hearing on that ear is, has gone faint. Now, as it is now, you can hardly take a call with, with that ear. You can hardly. Now, follow my instruction and the ear will open. Huh? Are you with me? Take, if the if it's this ear, take this finger. Put it in the ear and block it completely. This one. Block it completely. If it's this one, take this finger. Block it completely, Jesus. There's someone some anointing from my life is uh, is coming on you i don't wait i know the person is in the front here okay let me continue what i'm doing that one is happening simultaneously and god is giving you all, all of that because of recovery 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 yes god god is giving you that because there's there's an agenda of recovery taking place in your life there's an agenda of recovery taking place in your life in your life in your life so i address you deafening spirit be bound come out of the ears remove that hand remove the hand from the ear remove the hand now take the other hand eh? Listen to me. He's not watching again. He's high in spirit. Watch me. Take the other hand or the other ear that can hear very well. Block it. Block it completely. Now, if you are close to them, help them test. If you are close to them, help them test. Test the ear that is open. If they can hear, you let me know. Oh, yeah? Test. Test. If he can hear you, just wave your hand so that I win. Okay. There's something the Lord wants to do this weekend. I'm so sure of it. I'm so sure of it. I didn't pray for too long. I didn't struggle before he put it on my heart. There's something he wants to do. I know you prayed. You prayed a lot because my work reduced. There are some places you go you are the only one at work. So mothers, there's work on ground, so you enjoy. The Lord, has, he wants to do something this weekend. If you know your neighbors, your work people, call them. Let them come here. God wants to do a work here. I think we have a morning session tomorrow. What's the time? God wants to walk. Bring your neighbors, call your sisters, your siblings, your brothers. Let us meet. Let, let's camp before the word of God. You are released, you are released in the name of Jesus.